Hello. I am a solo traveling alien for the time being. Hi, my name is Shayzilla, and I am one half of the Goths Next Door. Melissa is going to be joining us in a little bit. Our schedules are a little off right now. We did have to push the stream. We normally do it on Tuesdays, but we're doing it on Thursday this week because I went and saw Depeche Mode. Uh, My husband, Justin, surprised me with tickets to Depeche Mode, so I took Brittany, who is one third of the Gossip or she's like our hidden, our hidden little bubbies who's she's going to be coming on streams eventually. But you guys, if you've been if you've been following me for years, you know, Brittany Carter, she might be a theft. She's probably watching from home right now or she's probably asleep. Honestly, we value some sleep. Um, Depeche Mode was amazing. Incredible. Uh, I don't know the lead singer's name, but he was doing his little dancey dance all across the stage. They sounded incredible. The crowd was absolutely loving it. The median age, I would say, of the show was like, you know, mid-50s. Like, no disrespect or no hey, but like, I was just like, damn. I am so glad that there are other people who want to sit down. Because <laughs> I was like, at some point in time, like, you got to sit down between songs because you're like, oh, God, my knees hurt or something. Everyone's like, no, nah, it's chill. It's chill. But it has been a very busy week. I, um, and moving. I'm sure you guys have been hearing me talk about it for forever. Well, tonight is like officially the moving night. Tomorrow I will be in the new house. Tonight is my very last night in this house. So I almost broke down my whole computer setup before I realized that I had to stream tonight and talk about aliens. And I didn't want to let you guys down. I didn't want to miss out on a stream, but it's going to be short with me tonight. And then Melissa hopefully will pop on afterwards and continue the alien conversation. Because if we know anything about our girl, Melissa Morbid, she's less Melissa Morbid, more Melissa extraterrestrial. Because that girl is living up in the heavens. She is some kind of an alien something. And I wanted to read some things for you. She's our, yeah, she's our lovely resident alien. I wanted to read some fun, uh, exciting lists that I haven't even read through. So we're going to be reading through them together. So if I get creeped out and scared with you, this is going to be happening in real time. Um, These again, as always, when I like to read my lists, they are from listverse.com, L-I-S-T-V-E-R-S-E. Um, I love going on here and reading all kinds of different lists, like when you can't sleep or when you're bored on like a road trip and you're playing passenger princess, like any, or you're waiting in line at Halloween Horror Nights, <laughs> drain your battery by listening or by uh, checking out some of these lists. <clears throat> So this is 10 Tips for Meeting Aliens. It's by Kate Mulkay. I can't, I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm butchering their last name, her last name. But let's see. Here are top 10. This is Kate's top 10 tips for meeting aliens. Number 10, don't hide your volume. Number 10, don't hide your valuables. Aliens who have mastered interstellar travel, well, beyond our current technology 
technological capabilities will not be interested in gold or rare elements as the energy required to create these through nuclear fusion is much less than energy required to come to earth. Moreover, if they want specific elements or molecules, they would have not, they would not have abducted a human authentic cultural artifacts or life forms are much more difficult to obtain. Even so do not waste your time worrying about your car if they can fly all the way here, they have the superpower to take a simple car forcefully, and you are not going to be able to stop them. But that, but more than a car or any item you own, you are much more valuable than anything you own. So are they saying like you? Yeah, Melissa's going to be coming later on. Um, she is hosting a gig right now, and I have to start early because I have to be up early with the movers. So I'm doing a part one, and she's going to do a part two, hopefully. As long as she's not too tired. We're both very, very tired tonight. <clears throat> All right, so number nine. If you want to be abducted uh, and meet the aliens, don't be threatening. Do not worry about aliens zapping you with their beams, weapons, or whatever they might have. If they wanted you dead, you would be dead even before you saw them. A civilization that has the energy and technology to fly here would find the effort needed to disintegrate your suburb from orbit to be a drop in the pond. If you are abducted, they want you to live. And they want you alive. The last thing you should do is act in a threatening way, as this will make them less likely to want to have diplomatic dealings with you or possibly all of humanity by extension. You are alive, but still at their mercy. Oh, this is creepy. Yeah, whatever you do, don't get probed. Um... As a living organism, you can be cloned and its behavior much and behavior studied much more easily than a dead one can be. Wanting to cut you open and look inside is highly improbable, considering that even we with our primitive technology have several types of scans that can do looking harmlessly without the mess. Any amateur biologist can tell you they will not be interested in your reproductive system. So there you go. <laughs> That's exactly what they're talking about. I mean, that is that is a good point. So what they're trying to say basically is that like if you think about this these super intelligent beings that are like beyond our comprehension of medical thought and the realm of science that we live in as human beings on this planet, they're if they want to study us they can probably definitely do it without cutting us open like we would think. Like, we only can think of, like, cutting open a human body. They can probably maybe, like, based on oils on your skin, be like, oh, we know about your entire, or like, you know, taking a drop of your DNA or a sample of your hair. Like, there's so many things that, like, I feel like they could fully understand us without what a human being would think like, Oh, probing or they're going to dissect me or something like that. It's like, those are, that's a very human way of thinking. You're approaching the situation as a human. None of us can obviously approach the situation as an alien because none of us are aliens other than Melissa, but 
you know what I mean? So it's that is interesting. That's a good way to that's a good way to point it. <clears throat> Another tip for meeting aliens, getting their attention. Statistically speaking, it is more likely that aliens randomly abducting Earth life will pick up non-human alien animals. If you find yourself in the company of aliens, they may not immediately realize that you are more intelligent than their other quarry. <gasps> Observe them and see how they communicate. They may not use vision or may use vision in a different area of the spectrum to us. They might also hear at different pitches. Once you have an idea of how they communicate, if possible, copy it to attract their attention. No, what the fuck? Yeah, give them Reese's Pieces like an easy... Um, if they cannot, if they communicate in a way you cannot observe or copy, physically push them, not violently, for attention. Any creature that is advanced enough for space travel must be able to interact with its surroundings in order to build or operate a ship. So they will detect your push. The aliens might be acidic, toxic, or diseased, so do not touch them yourself. Use a stick or other handy object. They might interact with you immediately or send one for one of their scientists. Be patient, and if all else fails, keep trying new ways of attracting attention. I have so, uh, I have so many questions about this list. Like, who... This person named Kate wrote this, but like, yeah, Gothic Luna made the point that it sounds rude that you're just like going to poke an alien. Like they're like, if it can speak, try to mimic it. And it's speaking. So imagine over there like, and we're over here like, damn girl, should I do that? Like, and then we're just like mocking them or they don't. They don't speak, and then all of a sudden you're just like. Hello? 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 Until like what they turn around. And also you can't you can't touch them with your hands. And they're like, they might interact with you and immediately. Well, fucking obviously I would interact immediately. If someone's poking me with a stick, yeah, I'm gonna react immediately <laughs> number seven try to ignore basic customs much of what we do on earth would not be at all obvious to an alien visitor oh maybe pointing poking it with a stick would not be rude okay pointing to an Oh, pointing to indicate a distant object seems natural, but even animals generally will look at the end of the finger instead of following its line to see the intended direction. This is true. This is something I had to learn with a toddler. Like, or do they follow your point? It's like, yeah. Um, if you are communicating with aliens, these might unfortunately be misinterpreted. Try not to make unnecessary movements except when manipulating objects or copying their communication if you are able to. They will not be humanoid, so do not expect normal movements. 
Try not to be afraid of the bizarre actions they might make. Remember, also, they could be just as individual as humans, or perhaps more so. So do not expect every single one of them to pay attention to you. Nevertheless, if you are alive, then it is because at least one of them is interested in your behavior. (laughs) This is also coming across as really creepy. Like, how to meet an alien? Now, I, I don't think I want to. Don't think I want to meet an alien. <clears throat> Number six. Oh, good. I would fail at this one. Use mathematics. Translating your language is not as simple as scanning what is said into a computer. A word bank needs to be built up with a decent vocabulary, which can take hours, let alone analyzing the meaning from the context of each of those words. Similarly, telepathy. Telepathy designed for alien brains will probably not work on yours. Visiting aliens may have observed us secretly and therefore might speak to you in an English earth language. But if they have observed us for long enough to learn our language, then they also would have chosen a world leader or a significantly influential person to abduct. Oh, Pure mathematics is non-cultural and can be used to show you are intelligent and will start mutual learning. Draw different numbers or dots to represent basic numbers and do a few multiplications since this is non-trivial to less intelligent animals. If they are blind, use coins or objects to represent the numbers. And the numbers, put every 10 dots or objects in groups to tell them to show them that the base number is ten. It would also tell them that we are intelligent. So we're just supposed to also make stacks of coins. Yeah, we go. Hey, did you know that two and two is four? And they're like, oh, what? What? Number five, for tips for meeting aliens, use astronomy. Draw our solar system or make a model. What if the... Or make a model with objects if they are blind. That's that's the sentence. I should have finished the the sentence. Okay. Make the sun quite large with each of the planets significantly smaller than that behind it, but try to at least show relative sizes such as Jupiter being the largest showed their orbits, but also around the sun to demonstrate that you are not just drawing random circles. Indicate Earth to show them that we know astronomy, again, proving our intelligence. Do not use arrows to point as understanding these is based on knowledge of Earth customs. True. It's the arrows, the pointing can't do that. Indicate yourself with hands or whatever works based on their senses and then indicate your drawing. Pause then indicate the aliens and blank space for them to draw. If all goes well, aliens might respond by drawing their solar system. This is like a, someone wrote like a guide on like how to interact. Like this is, I like, this is, who wrote this? Kate, what is this? I like it, but I'm also like, <clears throat> all right. So be humble. Huh, all right. Once the aliens have established that you are intelligent and are actively trying to communicate with them, your value to them increases. They, or others for whom they travel, 
will want to learn more. Ooh, imagine, yeah, they're traveling for someone else. They're traveling for their planet. If they record things, a good way to start is with nouns. Indicate an object and say its name. Repeat this several times for emphasis. Gel pen. Gel pen. Gel pen. Gel pen. Okay, I think they got it. Uh, for emphasis, try... Oh. Try to avoid plurals and different cases, such as me versus I. If you keep trying, they should be able to record what you are saying and index it. This is the first step to real communication, but it takes days at least before you can speak more easily. This person definitely watched that movie Arrival and then wrote this article. Once basic communication is established, do not tell them that humans are a masterwork of God and all of our creatures, themselves included, are inferior. Apart from being appalling diplom apart from being appalling diplomacy, you should learn more about them before including them in statements, which were probably not made with them in mind. More importantly, not every human shares your point of view, and you are representing all humans after all. You can worry about what different groups believe later. It is the whole of humanity, which is most important at this point. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, Gothic Luna, that if, yeah, why someone, Gothic Luna said, why would you bring God into it? Obviously, someone's going to bring God into it if it's, all it takes is one religious person meeting the alien. Then they're like, oh, say so you came from God. That's what, that's what religion, I don't know. Next one. Be diplomatic, obviously. For us, once we are safe from being obliterated by aliens, the most important thing we can obtain from them is information about their technology and culture. Space travel, medicine, and our very understanding of the universe could change with what we learn. You could save lives of millions, enrich billions, not enrich billionaires, but like enrich people, billions of people. Try to develop an environment of information exchange and mutual learning with them. Ask lots of questions. Answer everything carefully and wholly. Do not lie about the less tasteful things humans do. Say things like some humans do that, but most of us try not to. You want to portray humans as a species which is intelligent, curious, and not a threat or mere savages. Make them want to stay to learn more. If they cannot stay, do what you can to ensure that they will return soon. Mm. You know, give them a wink. You should come back. Call me sometime. Gotta do that to the aliens. Be specific with times and places. Call me tomorrow at 8 p.m. If they are going to return, not all humans might behave as well as you. Ask them to return in a month to prepare a center of your government so that you can give the government time to prepare. Could you imagine? Yeah. Go to the government. Hey, we need to prepare. If they're coming back, they'd be like, um, <clears throat> fuck you. You didn't do this. You're a woman. Let's see. Get proof. Of the many who have claimed to have been abducted, most bring back only stories. 
Some use body wounds or scars to prove bisection, while others show slime or liquids, which they claim are alien in origin. Marginally, more convincingly, some produce photographs. Most of these are blurry at best, and even so, today nearly any image can be manipulated and faked. Do not bring back something that anyone could make. If you need for proof carefully... If you explain the need for proof carefully to aliens, try to obtain either a piece of alien technology or an alien organism. Technology is preferable as organisms might be poisonous to us. Aim for something that cannot be done with Earth technology, like levitation. Returning to Earth and producing a metal box and claiming it is alien, but you cannot do anything with it, is not compelling. Okay. How are you going to, like, how are you going to, I need something from you to prove that you're real. They're going to be like, selfie. All right. And finally, once you have the proof, you have to distribute the proof. Returning to Earth and showing your friends evidence of your experience will not get you very far. If you have proof and want to either set things up so that the aliens can visit again safely, or if you just want to if you just want money, you need to go to higher powers, book interviews with several organizations, and make at least one affiliated affiliation with your government. Magazines specializing in strange and eccentric stories will only take your credibility so far. Keep your story factual and precise if you want to be believed. The media will sens- sensationalize everything for you. It is very important to not rely on a single organization, both to maximize any profit you might make and to ensure that your proof does not mysteriously disappear. That's true. That's very true. They'd be like, oh, yeah, give me the only copy of what you have. And they just throw it away. It is difficult for the government to keep you quiet when you have already sold your full story to five newspapers and published it online with irrefutable proof. As for profit, Any money you might make at this stage is largely meaningless if the aliens return, as you will be the best person to continue future dealings with them and will be able to demand just about any pay you like. Sure. This is like how to set yourself up as like what the ambassador to all aliens. Are there comments on this? Oh my God, this is like 11 years ago. That's old. <laughs> oh my god, can I take a nap now? Yeah, get a GoPro, strap it to your head. All right. This one's going to be a little bit creepier. These are 10 nightmarish UFO and alien encounters with unusual endings. There's no way to handle a UFO or alien encounter. Most of us probably have never and will never experience such an event. And when it comes to bizarre encounters, there are not too many that can compare to it. Obviously, the Roswell crash is at the top. Bigfoot, not so much. Megalodon, no way. Aliens. 
with so many stories going on, it's hard to differentiate between what's real and what's a hoax. Stories being medically experimented on, being tied down on an alien craft, or being taken without knowledge are some of the encounters we hear about often. The 10, oh God, the 10 women listed below did just that, except their encounters didn't turn out bad. Their encounters were frightening for sure, but they seemed to end rather calmly. Weird. It was almost like having a nightmare, scary while you're in it, but fine when you wake up, whether you believe these encounters or not, these are their truth. I don't know. I just saw that it was just all 10 women listening to their stories and like, oh man, oh man. I thought they were all going to end up pregnant. I was just doing, I was just doing, that's me and my Sims brain. Once again, this list is from list first. And this one specifically is from Jean Davis. Number 10, Sharon Gilbert. As an author, reporter, and co-host on Skywatch TV, geopolitics enthusiast, and Christian podcaster, Gilbert takes on many roles daily. On The Jim Baker Show, she discussed her alien encounter. What makes Sharon's story interesting is that it is the opposite of the typical alien encounter. Most alien encounters start with witnessing the spacecraft before seeing the aliens. However, there were no indications or warnings for Sharon. Her encounter began as frightening as a frightening confrontation. While lying in bed, an alien visited her in the form of her husband. Her husband was lying in bed and something disguised as him lifted out of his body. She insisted the creature wanted to have sex with her. The communication between the two was internal. Before she pulled the mask off, she told the creature Jesus is real. She revealed that it looked like a gargoyle with reptilian features. However, Gilbert never revealed how the creature left the room. If it wasn't worth mentioning, it probably wasn't an issue, but a lot of a lot of responses to her encounter were negative once it circulated on the internet, but Sharon was unbothered by what people thought. Um, what? Hang on. <clears throat> Girl, what? So you're, you're telling me, you're like, she was laying in bed when an alien visited her in the form of her husband. Her husband was laying in bed as something disguised as him lifted out of his body. So he's still there and then there's just like a new thing on top of her. <coughs> it sounds like maybe she's having some regretful weird sex. I'm just saying. Number nine, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera, an educator, entrepreneur, and South Florida community activist. Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera has always connected with a diverse group of people. She even ran for the Repu Republican primary election to represent Florida's 27th congressional district. With so much support from the people, some questions the interview she gave in 2009 about an alien abduction encounter 
that could have risked her election. Regardless, she never regretted or changed what occurred during the encounter. Uh, she claimed that at seven years old, she was taken aboard a round spaceship. She recalled interacting with tall, blonde aliens, two women and a man. She never mentioned any aggression from the aliens or being experimented on. Instead, the aliens provided her with information. She mentioned that they had explained to her that the center for energy is in Africa and God is a universal energy, not a person. Hmm. That's interesting. <coughs> Just like, why would you unload all that information on a seven-year-old though? Like, why are like the aliens being like, hmm, who do we tell? Who do that seven-year-old? Yeah. The one that just was, uh, you know, picking their butt and stuff. Being a weird little kid, making mud pies. That one. Tell them life's mysteries. Number eight. Alex Dietrich. I hope I'm not the UFO tic-tac person for the rest of my life. This is not what I envisioned for myself. Lieutenant Commander Alex Dietrich was quoted saying after talking about her UFO encounter with 60 Minutes. In November 2004, Dietrich observed a UFO hovering over the ocean while training with colleagues. The UFO moved at speeds beyond anything she had ever seen before. She never claimed to see an alien or give any indication of what she thought it was. Just simply an unidentified tic-tac-shaped object. Nothing less, nothing more. Dietrich never mentioned having an interest in UFOs and didn't entertain the idea or thought it being more than what she saw for the disbelievers after hearing about the retired pilot's UFO encounters. Do you believe it was more? So she, she saw the alien thing and she's like, she didn't even necessarily believe in UFOs. And now she's like, yeah, I guess it was UFOs. And she's not even like a super like believer. <laughs> Weird. That my computer. Angela Schultz. Angela Schultz, who now goes by and Jail Angel. Ran as a Democrat candidate for South Dakota Senate and Secretary of State in 2014. Years later, she mentioned that she was a retired defense intelligence officer. On August 17th, 2021, Angela, I think it's Angela, Angela, tried, she talked about her alien encounter at a press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., she mentioned meeting a couple at the Southern California coffee shop who eventually showed her the location of an alien base. She didn't reveal exactly where in the Mojave Desert she went in January 2010, but she said that the man she met excavated a tunnel on the side of the mountain. She said a bright light guided them to the secret alien base. She remembered seeing aliens with lavender skin and one that looked like a praying mantis. The conversations with the aliens were through telepathy. Telepathy. During her press conference, she stated that she planned to go back with other individuals. 
as of today, there's still no confirmation if she went back to the base. Ooh, Gothic Luna, you you said you saw a ghost when you were a child. Creepy. Or a UFO, I'm sorry. I'm misreading things. That's literally how tired I am. Um, Dale Snipes. Dale Snipes, the author of 78 Years of UFOs, has experienced alien encounters since she was a child. The most terrifying encounter was at 3 a.m. when an alien tried to take her against her will. On the show UFO Witness, she told investigators that she woke up to the strange sound coming from the kitchen. Soon after, an alien appeared in her room and communicated with her telepathically. She mentioned that an alien, believed to be a star person, wanted to show her something and asked if she would come with it. It wasn't clear what the alien's intentions were. During the encounter, she recalled trying to wake her husband up many times. She said that when she dug her nails into him, he still didn't respond. Eventually, the alien did leave. The next morning, her husband showed his arm and was covered with bloody scratches. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like all state parks definitely have alien encounters and mythical beings that we don't know about. Number five, Shell Marie. Full of emotions and terror, a UFO encounter at Alaska Pacific University left Shell Marie with 30 years of traumatic memory loss. On the Aliens in Alaska show, Shell allowed cameras inside her hypnotherapy session. During the session, Shell starts by saying she went outside to smoke a cigarette. She remembers randomly looking up at the sky and noticing a large black object covered with lights and had an unfamiliar language written on the craft. She mentioned she would have never known if it was above her. She would have never looked up. Ooh. Geraldine Orozco. One too many times, Geraldine would become pregnant and then have a miscarriage weeks later. Each time, there was never a fetus found. The cause remained a mystery, even when seeking medical advice. That was until she was taken into an alien spacecraft in October 2013. She recalled her body feeling... Um, hi, yeah, me, it's Shayzilla. I am so sorry. That stopped so abruptly. It was very creepy. I'm with you. I want to know the ending of it. But uh, fortunately, that's where the recording just kind of stopped. So I am here in post trying to figure out what happened. I'm so sorry. Uh, I love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you go on to another one that hopefully will have better editing. Um, But, you know, I like to be honest with you guys and let you know when I fucked up and... uh, (laughs) I'm fucked up. All right. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye.